getting down, you bloody Digivices internet. It's time for the Digi Real Boys podcast. I'm Digi Michael Bond. And I'm Digi Nelson Bond. And welcome <laughs> to our weekly rendition of Real Boys, Real Bad Films. Question mark? The show where we look at some of the shittiest and most shunted media from all the franchises you know and love, or probably more accurately, this week, uh, Digi Michael Mon, uh, franchises that you may yes, not Digi know and may not love. I think everyone knows Digimon, but I don't think that many people would love it. So well, I think they've got a 50-50 split. I think you're absolutely right. And yes, everyone does kind of know Digimon, as you've said, It's Michael. a Pokemon ripoff, yeah? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually fundamentally different. Michael, uh, you know you're going to... You're going to pick at my pet peeves today, aren't you? <laughs> You're really just going to just tingle at the back of my neck. This is what happens when you bring properties you love, Nelson. I get to uh, tear them apart. Yeah, look, it's fair. I do it to you every other week as well. Uh, that's the beauty of this friendship, Michael. Mm. We're all about just beating each other down in the right ways. It's what we need. It's the only way we can grow together. Absolutely, Michael. But this week... You are correct. The Digivolution is up and running. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know it was coming? Michael, today we're doing the 2000 Saban Entertainment produced movie Digimon 2000. Okay, is there some context there? Saban Entertainment? I've never heard of them before, Nelson. You've never heard of Saban Entertainment? Uh, so, uh, Saban Entertainment was owned by Fox back in the 90s. Saban is actually the company that's responsible for bringing Power Rangers over to the West. Ooh, wait, does that mean Disney now owns Digimon and Power Rangers? Yes. Huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's oh, cool. that's interesting. Okay. Um... I don't know what that means for Digimon, um, but moving right along, uh, I think let's kick straight into the bloody thick of it, Michael. Let us. So let's uh, start off into this horrendous film. A little bit of background, Michael. Uh, this one uh, critically mm -hmm. panned by fans, but it was a commercial success. Uh, this one oh. cost a tiny little five billion uh, million, billion, geez, yeah, they don't have yeah. that kind of money in, cheap, in the cheap animation. Uh, five million uh, to produce, and it box office at 16 million, Michael. So it was a box office success. Yes, yeah, significant success. Thank God animators don't cost any money. Well, that's the thing, Michael. They didn't really need to hire animators from <laughs> this because the Digimon movie is, in fact, three separate shorter films cut, uh, Frankensteined. Together, Frankenstein, Mon, I guess they would call it in the Digimon universe. Mm -hmm. uh, together, uh, it's three short films. Digimon Adventure, which uh, chronicles uh, Ty's first uh, experience with a Digimon in the real world. Uh, and that's pre-anime? Uh, so that one came out after the anime, um, actually. So it is a prequel to the anime. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yep. correct. Uh, then we move along into Digimon Adventure... Our War Game. Uh, that one was about a 40-minute film uh, post the original Digimon uh, season. Okay. Uh, where they fight off against the evil Diaboramon. I'm glad you've got these names because I took very few in. Oh, uh, don't worry. These are locked in from uh, <laughs> early childhood, Michael. And finally, uh, the third piece of this film and the third film that's been cut into this one Frankensteinish monster. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this one, a little bit of a tongue twister. Digimon Adventure 2, Digimon Hurricane Landing, Transcendent Evolution, The Golden Digimentals is the official title. This 
of the three films that's been cut into this has been far and away cut up the most. This mm. was a one hour feature length film uh, cut down to, I think, about 30 minutes in this movie and i think you can feel those cuts from my experience with it it's definitely not a full movie the way they put it together yeah yeah you're absolutely right and there's one question i just want to uh kind of lay here for you michael uh for you to answer later on Mm -hmm. Uh, which storyline do you think was just fucking jammed into the other two films uh which one of them has been ham-fistedly shoved to make sense into this film well i'm gonna say nelson i probably wouldn't have gotten this Mm. but audience Nelson and I actually watched this together and that was a pretty interesting experience yeah. because Digimon's clearly very close to your heart, Nelson. You care about it a lot. Oh, my sweet Digi babies, my sweet Digi eggs. <laughs> so watching this is similar to that experience where you're watching a movie that you've always loved with your significant other <laughs> yeah. and all I could feel is the intense burning of your eyes on the back of my neck as yep. you watched every response that I had to every scene for this. It was very upsetting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. child death moment well that's it because i feel like in those situations you definitely review the relationship like it's always a judge of of how you (laughs) feel about that person and i'm gonna say nelson as much as i love you uh fuck our relationship i didn't like the movie oh michael there's (laughs) There's so much to like there's some gems there's some good parts which we'll go into but as part of that you preempted that you were going to ask me this question and i don't think i would have figured out which storyline was ham-fisted in really but you asked me directly as the storyline thread was introduced and i quickly worked out exactly what you were saying not only that but i accidentally paused it on like where they were explaining that piece and the subtitles were on the screen so yeah i uh i really uh gave that one away yeah and i think um i can see what you mean that it was completely Mm ham-fisted because Ultimately, there's a storyline which covers a new character in the third movie. Yes. His name's Morris Marcus. What's his name? Willis. Willis. What you talking about, Willis? You're talking about Digimon that you fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) he sure did. He really fucked up those baby Digimons, which I think we will get to, Michael. Yes. But let's kick off into this friendly old Digi experience. Mm. Uh, Michael, opening our film. Yes. uh, What do we got for him? Yeah, so we could talk about the plot, but I think more importantly... I think we need to talk about something else, Nelson. Mm-hmm. The title card plays half the regular 90s rock Digimon theme that everyone remembers from mm-hmm. their childhood. God, it's good. Like, yeah. I, I love that. Do, do, do. Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> Feel it in my bones. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I barely watch Digimon, but it, even I felt a bit of an emotional stirring. Yes. However, that was interspersed with. Yes. The most hokey oh. 90s movie style rap that yep. had no idea clearly about the Digi world because oh. all they did was add Digi to any word they could think of at the time. <laughs> Look, Michael, I think that's just a matter of opinion. Clearly, you aren't familiar with the stylings of MCP Pod. If you'd listen to any of his other material, you'd know he puts Digi before everything. Oh, okay. So this was something where he didn't even know that he was doing a rap for the Digimon movie. Uh, they just happened yeah. to grab one of his raps. <laughs> it's shocking. It's shocking. You're absolutely right it's just it's nonsensical yeah uh, it's, it's like uh when the digi pass and digi present collide time to digi size which yeah. i think he means is digivolve because that's not a term they use in digimon digi size is not a thing in his defense digivolve has to be hard to write <laughs> yeah yeah look and that's true there's one bit towards the end of this this uh rap where mm-hmm. mcp pods going mm, can we wrap this up mm. 
can we wrap this up? Which I think it was him legitimately just being like, can we be fucking done with this yeah, yeah. Is train this enough? wreck you of a rap? Only offered me 10 grand for this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I've ruined my, my potential rap career in future. Yes. Um, and it's so bad. It's like, it's it from a visual perspective, it's like a Windows screensaver from like early noughties. Yep. Uh, and then just PNGs. Like cut out PNGs of fucking Digimon just like spinning horrendously around the screen and then like sizing up to the front of the screen and then pulling back. But it's just images, just like... Yeah, uh. and I think that's like a perfect thing about the idea that they're doing a digital-based movie mm. uh, that really heavily focuses on computers and the internet in the 90s slash early 2000s where the internet was nothingness, computers were not really generating the kind of high-quality images that they can today. Yeah, correct. And I always love going back to watch movies that thought they knew what the internet could do mm. back then mm -hmm. to see how it actually progressed because you're right, everything, including the Digimon world, is just JPEGs. It looks like the Digimon world is literally the Neopets website uh -huh. <laughs> from my childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's 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 appropriately probably what the field they were going for. Neopets was huge uh, yeah. in the early noughties. Can't uh, get better than this, they Michael. must have thought, yep. if they rubbed their hands yep. together. This is it. And, you, and, and interesting you say it's like the, the Digimon world. This is virtually, potentially, the only time we see it because the digital world is not in this film at all. Mm. Not once. They, this is all based in the human world. And I think that's a good time to move into the plot. Not! Oh, it's a twist. It's a digi-fucking <laughs> twist. Um, there is one thing I want to I touch on, Michael. So uh, I think it's important that we understand how the Digimon movie came to be. Uh, yeah, because you're saying it already existed. Is this in Japan where the other three movies correct. already existed? So these were, these were um, presented at like a, I think a, a Toei Animation Summer Festival okay. uh, where they would do like short OVAs and short films for different animes to promote them. Uh -huh. um, and uh, yeah, so these, these were three separate films that were already pre-existing, but obviously shorter runtimes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes and one hour or 60 minutes respectively mm -hmm. um, throughout each. So it's 1999, Michael. Uh, turn of the bloody century, uh, the Pokemon Digimon feud is in full bloody swing. Although it's uh, been a very short-lived life for Digimon because it's just come out of its first season and it's already really struggling to keep up with the marketing <laughs> mogul that the fucking Pokemon company is. They are just destroying them, you know? Yes. As far as the Digimon Pokemon argument goes, and like, which is better? I feel like, mm. thinking back to my childhood, there was only ever one kid in the class who liked Digimon. And that kid held on to Digimon way too long. Was that kid you, Nelson? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding on to it to this day. Yeah, Digimon is superior. Every piece of Digimon material to date, Michael. Almost like I've got nothing better to do. But Pokemon's trouncing fucking Digimon. So mm. Saban and Fox Entertainment is like, we... We, we gotta, we, we gotta get, we gotta do something. They've got two <laughs> films out. They have made hundreds of millions of dollars. They're like, yeah, we gotta, we've gotta catch up to the train. We are losing this battle. Mm -hmm. We didn't even want to be part of this battle. Our franchise is fundamentally different. We've been dragged into it. We, we gotta certainly fight this fight. had no influence from Pokemon. This was ours. Yeah, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it's, it's totally. We not the time or place, Michael. Totally different origin <laughs> stories. Um, uh, so they're like, we, we, we'll get a movie out. Hey. There's, these, th there's these, these movies, just cut them together, let's dub them, shoot them out, right? Mm -hmm. Let's get this movie out. And they're, and they're like, okay, cool. So uh, the first two films, 20 minutes and 40 minutes respectively, um, they were like, kind of like, yeah, let's cut these together and make a full film. Um, for the most part, these are both based on Digimon Adventure 1 and there is a good feed through line there we can make work. Uh, and this will sit as a, as a standalone 60 minute feature length film. 
Yep. Um, but then the producer's like, no, nah, Digimon Adventure 2's coming out this fucking year. We gotta fucking advertise it now. Jam it in there. Jam it fucking jam, in jam, there. Jam, jam, jam. Get it in there. So they took the third film, which was an hour long, cut it to absolute shit to jam pack it into here just so that they could advertise for Digimon Adventure 2. And it's clear when we get to that point, it is so separate from the rest. It sits so yeah. independently from the rest. Yeah, I completely agree. And you can see that and feel that because you're right. The first movies, I can see them going together. But that third one, it was just a completely different story. And it was definitely the bones of a story because you don't get much actual movie. Yeah. You just get the basic plot points and the introduction to new characters who, as you're saying, I assume they were advertising. Yep. Yep. Not a lot of bang for your five million bucks. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Michael, take us through the plot. Yes. So what we'll do is we'll probably focus on these in two parts, I think, is the mm -hmm. best way to do this. Yep. We'll tell you the plot now of the first two movies, mm -hmm. break that down, and then we'll move on to the third film because that's an entirely different beast and oh, it's a different, different plot. kettle of digifish. 100%. One. So this movie did a really good job of initially setting the expectations very low with the intro sequence and the rap. <laughs> yep, yep, um, yep. To open to an opening scene, which, to be honest, I think was an absolute banger. I think yeah. the animation quality, the stylistic Gorgeous. choices, it was very well done because it starts off to a fight between two Digimon named... It is um, Parrotmon, I think. <laughs> okay, cool. Parrotmon! Really gave ah! up already. <laughs> Laser Shocker! Um, and... Um, Ten Digimon in, they forgot how Greymon. to... Graymon. No, wait, wait. Yeah, Greymon. A kind of Greymon. Ultra Greymon even or No, something? no, it's just, it's just Greymon. He doesn't, okay. he doesn't get past Greymon. Yeah, so it's uh, Parrotmon and Greymon. Yeah, okay. So it cuts to them and it's really well done. Very fluid animation. Very yeah. crisp um, cell style. Everything's really well done. It's got... Almost like a Cowboy Bebop vibe. It's genuine mm. animation, yeah. uh, as you would expect from high-quality anime at the time. When Greymon's shooting fireballs, is like you can see it build in his throat, and then he, they've got the recoil when they shoot, like a friggin' gun. It's awesome. Yeah, and he lights up the environment because it's fire. Yep. Um, it doesn't hold up throughout the rest of the anime as much. It goes no. to a very classic, closer to what the actual cartoon series was. Yeah. But really great banger opening where essentially that is the cold open. Yeah. A fight establishing exactly what happens. Yeah. And then it cuts to two children basically giving you exposition over what Digimon is yeah. and how they started their Digimon journey or yes. their Digi journey. So <laughs> we, uh, we meet... Uh, Ty! Uh, and, and Whistleface, uh, I believe, Whistleface, is the name of the uh, sister. Or his little sister, Kari. Uh, two of the future Digi-destined. This is really their first experience with a Digimon. They're mm. sitting on the computer late at night on chat rooms, talking to people. Old man's mm. asking them to send Getting photos. Getting ready to get catfished. He said he was 13. Yep. Um, 1999 was a different time. There wasn't the internet security there is today. And then all of a sudden, bloody a Digi-egg pops out of the bloody screen. Yes, yeah. which... It's just very odd. They find it odd, to yeah. be fair. It's a cool um, effect. It's a pretty cool effect, yeah. I'll, it's like I'll give you that. wireframes out of it and then kind of folds around itself and then comes out as a full egg. Yeah, I agree. Still high quality animation. Yep. Um, and these kids should be the last people to get this egg because they, they are so irresponsible with it. They're kicking it around the first mm -hmm. time they get a chance. Dropping they're it. dropping it. It hatches and quickly turns into a Digimon. Um, and throughout this process, they're not treating it right. They're giving it candy. Yeah. They're just letting their cat, which may be my favorite character in the anime series, yeah, to be yeah, honest, yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah. fuck it up all over the place. Yeah, I was just destroy say, it. They all get fucked up. So uh, they, they, they meet Koromon, the little pink ball. Yes, that's Hi, what it's I'm Koromon. Hi, Kari Kari Tai. Hi, Kari Kari Tai Tai. Um, and the cat just fucks it up. 
just yeah. fucks it up. Which begs the question, look, if a cat can beat a Digimon, like, why even bother with the Digimon? Just start fucking launching cats at people. Yeah, exactly. I think that might be the strategy. To be fair, it was clearly a baby. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't in any fighting mode, but Koromon essentially just uh, digivolves several times. Yeah, just and doubling up, doubling down. Yeah, becoming different types of animals, <laughs> renaming itself every time it digivolves because yeah, it knows what's happening. It's very, they're able to speak. I don't know about you, Michael, but every 10 years I change my name uh, to represent, you know, the growth that I've gone through. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. But if you did that growth in a second and then renamed yourself, yeah. I would be a little more concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that starts to err on the uh, side of potentially needing some additional help. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think with this, there's not that much plot summary for this, to be honest. No, pretty simple. It's We've essentially got... just explaining the world of Digimon mm-hmm. so that you understand. Yep. Coromon, which is actually Ty's Digimon in the series that you'll all remember. Yep. <laughs> they ham-fistedly explain that it's not that Coromon, it's a different one for reasons. Yep. Um, Michael, just a quick tip, a uh, quick point here yep. in Digimon Adventure Try, which is um, a series set several years later with the original cast. Mm-hmm. Um, they do actually retcon and say, well, they didn't even retcon it. They say that that was the same one. It was oh. just a different variation, like different birth of it. Because in the digital world, Michael... Death has no consequence, Ty! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just change their tune potentially when they get re-assimilated yeah, or some yeah, crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full personality uh, death. Yeah, which makes sense because I can see why they would explain it that way because they had to say it wasn't the Koromon originally mm-hmm. because essentially, I'm so happy that we're not doing The Matrix in a modern movie that we can spoil this. Yeah. Essentially, it just gets to the point where it ends up finding there's an evil Digimon comes into the world, Parrotmon. Yes. Ah, Parrotmon! The giant fucking egg out of the sky. So, yeah, so what's giant. the rules uh, on conventions of egg sizing here, Michael? Because I remember when we were watching this, you said, fuck, that's a big egg. Yeah. And then, I mean, a big Digimon comes out of it. You know, we're talking kaiju size. But comparatively to that egg, that egg is like the full cityscape size. Entirely, yeah. And it just creates a... Uh, yeah, it creates a Digimon that is maybe seven meters tall. No, bigger than that. Uh, surely like 10 to 12, I would say. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah. not big enough for that city size egg. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. There's a lot of extra, extra moving room in that eggy wegg. But uh, Agumon, uh, who has now digivolved from Koromon, mm. Kari on his back. Kari is the one who narrates this whole film because she's one of the few characters who go through the full film. Yes. Um, and uh, she's riding on Agumon's back to go and fight the Parrotmon. Agumon seems pretty heart set on just going and fucking shit up. He's ready to fight. Yeah, so not talking very much. Just yeah. going for a fight, not yeah. communicating at all. That's it. And you go looking for a fight, you'll bloody get one. Tai in tow, chasing after his little sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Agumon digivolves into Greymon. And uh, mm-hmm. really, yeah, great fight scene. As we mentioned, uh, it does cut to it at the start and then we get back to the fight scene and really well choreographed um beautiful lighting beautifully animated greymon straight up blasts one of parrotmon's wings off yeah wouldn't bloody see that in pokemon michael yeah i suppose that's a good point what was the rating of this uh i believe this was pg yeah because pokemon was very much g for quite some time so i can see that being a reason sometimes because of some of the like the sexual themes of pokemon yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah. which we've discussed previous podcasts Um, episode five (laughs) but yeah i think that makes sense i agree the way this looked, it was far, far more exciting. There was far more tension to that fight scene. And I think yep. that was really cool. Yeah. And essentially, that's the end of the movie. It's mm. just a fight scene that really clarifies how Ty and Whistleface became Digi-Destined, they're called, when yes. you get a Digi-Egg. 
and then it clarifies all of the evolutions that occur and the basic fighting premises, mm. and then quickly dissolves into both Digimon just dying all of a sudden, yeah. killed each other out. Yeah. Well, Michael, on that note, oh God, I love doing it for animated properties that Ooh. are designed for children. <laughs> it's time for Death Count! Crimson Lightning! Death Count! Death Count! Death Count! Prepare for the touch of evil! Yes, that's right, it's time for Death Count, the uh, segment where me and Michael count how many things, animals, and people died in the things that we're watching. Ooh. Michael, hey. Death Count today is uh, unos, dos, tres, cuatro. We have four fucking deaths in the span of Digimon the movie. Uh, as you've mentioned right at the start, we have Greymon goes absolutely fucking troppo. Full explosion, blowing fire and smoke mm. out of his mouth. The Margin Vegeta style from his sacrifice in season bloody Margin Boo of Dragon Ball Z, whatever <laughs> it's called. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Uh, and they dissolve, disappear from existence. We never mm-hmm. see them... Uh, Again. Next up, uh, and we will get to this in a bit more detail, but I do just want to touch on the other deaths in this film. From the second section of this film, uh, based on our war game, we have the death of Omnimon, who gets a fucking sword straight through the center of his friggin' skull. Just mm. splits him, splits him in twain down his face hole. Dead. And finally, we have our third antagonist for this film. That's right, it's all the three antagonists and a Greymon. Our third antagonist for the film, Kokomon, who is kind of killed, but also isn't, but is. He disappears, then reappears, and I will get to that. We're counting it as a death. Oh, yeah, yeah, it happened. I think there's a moment of rebirth. Uh, there, but yeah, he gets shred to shit by a million different Digimon, cut up, reformed, and then eventually blown up inside out. I'm glad you're here to tell us about this death count, Nelson, because I forget that entirely as yeah. I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, probably a lot to uh, to concentrate on otherwise, Michael. There's a lot going on in these films. Real rich-based story and character-driven plot. Yeah. No. I would disagree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I'm, I'm coated in nostalgia goggles, but I'm not silly yeah. enough to ignore the fact that this is not a good movie. Yeah, I agree. And I think this first plot that we've just summarized, just yeah. before the beautiful death count you've done, Nelson, um, it wasn't meant to be a movie. It was a, it was a nice short. It's a good introduction to the series, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't fault it at all. I no. think it's perfectly fine for what it is. Yeah. It's when we come into the second plot yeah. that starts developing now that's when i start to really give this movie far less credit yep and i start to get very tired very quickly all right well let's kick into this second plot michael this is my personal favorite uh based on uh our war game or it was originally our war game which is one of the more famous uh digimon movies mukul essentially it's four years later after the anime, as you said. Yep. They don't explain that very well, and yep. I got confused. You had to tell me, which yeah. I think is very important and for like, Oh, by the way, this is, this is later on <laughs> down the line. Yeah, they've Digimoned all over the place yeah. up to this point. Essentially, there is a half Digimon, half virus, which is introduced into the internet. Correct. This is the first time we see the introduction of Marcus Morris. 
Willis. Willis. <laughs> Jesus, who are you so, talking about? Willis, the American Digidestined, whose name just seems to be popping up every now and then so far in the film. Yeah, just in emails, he, you don't get to see the character, but he's literally like, oh shit, this is my fault, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Oopsie daisies, can you fix this? Because I really fucked it up. Fucked it right um, up. And he's emailing Izzy, uh, one of the Digidestined, and Ty, who are both working together to connect to the internet and track down the other Digidestined. Yeah. And they're having a lot of trouble because yeah. this virus is pretty smart. It's a reasonably good villain for something like this. Correct. It's also 1998 or 1999 when this was originally released. So there's very strict limitations to what the internet can do. Yes. So all he really does is tries to disrupt their ability to communicate with each other. Yep. Tries to hamper their efforts. Yep. There's a couple of Digi fights with the Digimon versus this virus. Yeah, so this is uh, oh, Diaboramon, the digital virus. Uh, he's a uh, he's a mysterious character. He's sending messages to everyone, uh, mm. asking questions, asking wanna... about his daddy. Yeah, asking are about you my his... daddy? He are says, you... "Are you my daddy?" <laughs> uh, real, real terrifying fucking creeper. Too horny. Um, yeah, and uh, he's also accessed. Uh, he's shut down everything, so he shuts down the phone lines. So while they're yep. trying to contact the other Digidestined, they have to go on a phone relay service, which is essentially leaving a message, receiving a message, and then yeah, calling and really receiving cute. another message. Really, really cool. Again, representation of the time really takes me back, Michael, mm-hmm. um, and really, really liked that. Yeah, you're right, and I think there are these good elements, but it just culminates in the fact that. The Digidestined tried to just slam their Digimon into him ineffectually mm. mm-hmm. without having a plan. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they do it for a third time Yes, while he's launching nukes yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, so he's yeah, got yeah, to the yeah. point where he launches nukes. Yeah. So there's real stakes, which yes. I liked. Yeah. But it's solved by the third time that the Digidestined decide to just randomly slam their Digimon into him. Yeah. It just worked. There were some factors Michael. and some love involved. Okay, and hold then they beat up. Him. Hold up, Michael. Plot right. summary think, done. No, 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 no holding no, no, up. No, 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 Listeners, Hi, guys, that was the movie. Okay, hold up. I think you're I think you're brisking over a little bit too much here. Yeah, we'll Michael. pull this back where we need I, to go. I, 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 I don't feel like you're really forth. giving this the, the, the love and, and the due it needs. So, Tyne is unable to access the digital world because there's so much issue with the internet. They have yes. to uh, help their Digimon. The Digimon enter the internet. Yes. Uh, specifically, Agumon. And Tentabad. Uh, mm. I've been practicing my Digimon impressions for this. I see why you Michael. had to hold me up on my plot summary yeah. glance over. <laughs> yeah. You just couldn't get the voices in. No. I understand yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had to take us back. Um, uh, but they head in to fight Diaboramon, and you're right, they do basically just smash him up against it. Yep. Um, but the visuals in the internet all really cool. I think it looks really, really great. It is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I respect it, especially for the time. Like, yeah, pretty cool. Real yeah. funky. Yeah, real funky, funky Cyber stuff. Cyberpunky. But it's not enough. Tentamon and uh, Agumon get the shit beaten out of them by Diaboramon. He's too strong. Mm. He fucking ramps it up to mega level in an instant. So they're like, shit, what are we going to do? Mm. Uh, fortunately, after a lot of toing and froing and backing and forthing with uh, Ty talking to Matt and TK's grandmother, who's just uh their best friends yeah yeah that's right their best uh their best friends and matt's really he's kind of like the dark mysterious uh, uh he's kind of like the gray the gray um what gray jedi style he's kind of like the anti-hero of the group okay like, that's he's why a bit he's more mysterious but he's like he's motivated by love and he plays guitar and he's a rocker yeah, yeah exactly okay. he's a cool guy um but they finally uh managed to get uh gabumon his gabumon his pokemon 
uh, into the internet. Oh, his Pokemon! Uh, See, even oh, you wish you were watching it. a different oh, movie, Nelson. God <laughs> damn it! I knew I was going to do it at some stage. I knew it was I was going to do it at some stage. Uh, um, and kids from all over the internet are emailing Izzy and Ty, telling them to uh, stop the Digimon, but it, it's slowing the slowing them perfect. down. So it's let's focus on this because if we're focused on this, there's a couple of the emails pop up a lot. So yeah. first introduction to the emails audience. Yeah. It's slowing the Digimon down. The yeah. kids want to help, yeah. so they're saying, hey, we want to support you because they all know Digimon exists. Let's yeah. talk about that later. Now, don't worry about it. But the email slows the Digimon down. Yeah. Continue, Nelson. Yeah, and it's also highly suggested that if you see a Digimon in the real world, you are going to become a Digi-destined. And so if everyone so the whole knows world. about Digimon the whole world, yeah, nobody's special. But to be fair, most of this was in computer screens. I assume that yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose mm. so. But they it's all know. That lens. Yeah, but they're the aware. The whole world is just watching this entire thing break out. And it's about bloody time. The Digi-truth has been Digi-revealed. Uh, but it's too much traffic. It's slowing down. I think yep. they're megas at this point, uh, Agumon. And, I have uh, no idea what that War means. Greymon? It just means they're at a bigger evolution. and Mega Garurumon. Um, yeah, and yeah. they get slowed down. Diaboramon uh, takes advantage of that situation, really fucks them up. Fucks them right up. Um, but fortunately, Ty and Matt get sucked into the internet through the power of love. Thank you very much, Huey mm. Lewis. And <laughs> stand on the shoulders of their Digimon. They bring him back to life. Tears. Oh, please, get up, get up, get up. Please, Gabumon. Please, Agumon. <sighs> Yeah, and fortunately, the power of love is enough to reignite them. They merge into a fucking Megazord from Power Rangers. Yes, perfect. Hold Omnimon. up, because this is another thing where I was slowly really getting angry at this movie because oh, yeah. you missed a step. The power of love, perfectly fine. Yeah. Classic protagonist move. You don't need to be good at things. Yeah. That's bullshit, but mm. I accept it. It's a classic trope. Yeah. What actually happened before they had enough power to merge in and save their Digimon? Yeah is the emails became a source of power all of a sudden. Well, and this is Digimon what I was going to say. And the Digimon absorbed the souls through the emails of all of the children in the world somehow because they're good now. Well, not only that, Michael. <laughs> Just to add to it. So, yes, you're absolutely right. The power of love uh, through, through, through Ty and Matt uh, is desperation to help their friends, but also the yep. love of all... As children celebrate all over the world, yeah, yeah, as we yeah. say here on the Real Boys podcast. And then they start fighting and they've got a little bit of an advantage. And Izzy goes, mm -hmm. bloody brain blast. What am I? Bloody Jimmy Neutron. Yes, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, everyone, send as many emails as possible to slow down Diaboramon. Because they're bad again now. Because yeah. they're bad again now, but just for Diaboramon, even though before they only slowed down the good Digimon and not the bad Digimon. Yes. Don't worry about it. Emails work to slow down traffic wherever you feel it should slow that traffic down yes yeah so that, that's where i just felt Spain, very angry sorry. yeah yeah look. <laughs> so i was like none of this i'm upset this yeah. doesn't work look you're you it's, it's absolutely fair enough michael um but to wrap us up bloody diaboramon slowed down by internet traffic uh omnimon powered by love shoves a sword straight through the center of his skull which is really cool and yeah. rough um you see a great shot of his head being carved in half yeah. really good <laughs> And uh, just before he goes, old Diaboramon's got one last bloody story thread to lay down. He's got one last Ooh. thing to say, Michael. Going to ham fist a story thread in our faces. Oh, we are. We've seen him pop up a couple of times in emails and say it was his fault. He says, Willis. Ooh, and hopefully later we find out what that means. But one thing I found really fascinating is as he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic movie trope. No one blaming them for this. Yeah. It's one second before the imminent impact of the nuclear Yeah, because he's launched all the, the, the world's nukes at yes. every single capital city on the planet. They're already in the air. And that's what I don't get. How does killing him stop them being in the air? 
well, it doesn't, but we do actually see one of the, the um, missiles land in Tokyo Harbor and oh. it just doesn't explode. So it just never was a it problem. It just goes, thonk. So apparently <laughs> if it's not active, uh, an impact is not enough to explode a fucking missile, a nuclear bomb. I'm pretty sure it would explode. Not only that, Michael, but nuclear bombs are actually designed to explode like 300 meters above it because it's that for the for the spread, the nuclear spread. So oh. theoretically, you're right. It should have already exploded. Mm, see, see what what is happening here, Nelson? Yeah, bad writing, and a that's a bit of a digi plot hole for hey, the audience. Nelson. Correct, and that's from the, uh, the this in the original as well, Michael. So that is transcendent. This is we can't blame this one on the fucking Americans. I wonder if it was in the remake that the director made. He still fucked it up, perhaps. Oh <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but really, Michael, uh, first two acts of the film look for the most part a little bit cutty, but. Mm-hmm. Really good animation. You can clearly see that a lot of love went into the original versions of these projects. Um, yeah, and I can concede that. This story feeds, you know, it reads through. There's yep. there's some choppy bits. There's some really great jokes and really great writing, to be honest. Yep. Um, I think, again, for what it is, at least with the first two two sections of this film, the editors and writers have done a really great job. There's one joke I want to call out when Agamon's walking down the street, cars yes. driving right towards him, he jumps out of the way, uh, and then you hear the, the, the passengers say, oh my God, did you see that? And he goes, no, sorry, I was sleeping. And he goes, but you were driving! Yeah, very I agree. Good. There was very some very good classic anime um, character development parts that were very funny. Great elements to an anime. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, Michael, look, I'm still feeling optimistic, but I think you'll see as we move into this last section of the film, I might start to come round to how this film has made you feel so far, which is browbeaten and sad. But before we yeah, join me, baby, do Michael. Speaking of browbeaten and sad, am I right, Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, buddy? Yeah, give me a sec. Yeah, okay, it's all right. Can you just take this one? Yeah, guys. Um, so right before we get on to the third part of this movie, let's. Hear a little bit of a word from our sponsor, Crunchy Stew's Crunchy Soup House. Yeah. We'll be right back with Real Boys Podcast, Real Bad Films, question mark. You know, the integrity of your internet securities a lot like the will of a child. Yes, Crunchy Stew. Easy to break. Nobody loves you. Who's a little answer? Yeah, go host. Yeah, the real man podcast. Crunchy Stew. Here to address some complaints I've been getting by way of email. Some people are saying, Roger Stoop, I signed up for your VPN. And now my computer's being held ransom, and my presence and identity's being erased. Now I don't know who you are, but I looked you up on the internet, and I can say for sure. Stephen Borkins, you're not a real person. But by way of providing the best customer service, we're introducing Crunchy Stew's Crunchy Complaint Station. Customer service! No, I've placed it in small hatches all over the country. All you got to do is find one of those hatches, pick up a child, and shake them till they bring your complaint back to Crunchy Stew. So come on there to Crunchy Stew's Crunchy Complaint Station and punch the child. If you were find one of those kids, make sure you feed them. I can't remember where I put the hatches. 
Um, and a big thank you to Crunchy Stew of Crunchy Stew's Crunchy VPN. Thank you, Crunchy Stew. I don't know about you, Michael, but I know where I'll be getting my internet security from. Michael, you... Yeah? You signed me up for this last week. Am I, am I going to get locked out of my computer and lose my identity? Yeah, look, Nelson, I signed myself up as well. Um, we've got to remember, Crunchy Stew, I'm sure he's yep. made a lot of enemies, as he said. Yeah. These people don't even exist. It's just a prank. But I'm pretty confident everything's fine. Okay, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I know you know a little bit more about this stuff. That's why you're overtaking this. So yep. I trust you. I'm just, with the caveat of that ad read, just, I'm just, okay, yeah, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, Michael, moving right along, let's kick into the third act of the mm-hmm. 2000 Digi Franken fucking nightmare of a film. Yes. Uh, the third act, which is uh, from the film. Digimon Adventure 2, Digimon Hurricane Landing, Transcendent Evolution, The Golden Digimentals, a name that really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, very convoluted title, Nelson, but uh, the by far the most streamlined and simple plot. Um, mm. And I imagine that's because they had to cut out, as you said, half of it, if not yeah. two-thirds. Yep, yep. Uh, it starts off pretty weak. Um, there's an immediately an introduction of a present day title card. Yes. And I was a little confused because I thought we were currently in the present day. Well, uh, Michael, Digimon Adventure 02 came out in 2000. So by uh, the time period set by this film, it is the present day. But I don't think there's anything to suggest that our war game is not the present day either. Yeah, exactly. And they do clarify that it's a couple years in the future. They're all a little bit older again. That's right. Uh, And the way it kicks off is, first off, it's very clear that this transforms into a marketing property. Mm. The whole thing seems like it's just there to sell toys because throughout this plot summary, they've introduced new characters who are clearly in the new series, I imagine, Nelson. Um, And at this point, uh, this film, I believe, came out before Digimon Adventure 2 came out. And this film was set after the events of Digimon Adventure 2. So... Oh, fundamentally confusing for an audience who are just being introduced to this brand new cast of characters, uh, Cody, Davis, and Yo Lee. Yes. Uh, and their Digimon, Gimon! Armadillo! Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Hawkmon! Yeah. Uh, uh, so these are brand new characters who already have characters built in this film, but uh, none of us know that going into the films in 2000. Yeah, definitely. I had zero clue about this. Um, and I think. One of the small elements where this film's a bit self-aware, where they poke fun at the fact that the new leader of the group, Davis, yeah. is literally a carbon copy of Ty. He sure is. Uh, and they explain that by saying, I know he looks like Ty, but he also acts exactly like him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Michael, he's a little bit different from Ty. You know, he's, he's got the tan, spiky, baby. He's tan, he's got the spiky hair, he's got the bloody goggles, because every leader of the Digidestined needs to have bloody goggles. Uh, Ty actually gives him those goggles too in episode, I think, one of Digimon Adventure 2. Ooh. Um, but he's also, uh, this is where he separates from Ty. He's got a crush on Ty's sister. Oh, yes, hey, yeah. gonna keep those family bonds in the Digidestin very tight. Nelson. Yeah, but he's a big fan of the patriarchy too, because when he meets Willis for the first time, specifically tells him that Davis, uh, Davis himself, is the only one who's allowed to kiss Kari. Yes, and this was actually discussed at this? the end. Kari feels really badly about it because he says at the end, she's mine, uh, mm. to which Kari says, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, it's just men talk. Oh, uh, yuck. <laughs> yuck, yuck. That was yuck, my yuck, first yuck, impression. Yuck, what did you yuck. think, Nelson? Uh, yeah, look, I... I bad, I, I, I agree. Bad, yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> Willis kisses Kari as well, uh, without her consent. Like yes. Kari's given no consideration in this discussion. She's treated purely as an object, and she's one of the strongest and most independent digidestined in the group, like, and, and, and adds the most to the story, certainly in Digimon Adventure 1. Yeah, aside from the cat, my favourite character. Digimon. I really like the way they actually did create a very 
interesting characteristics and very interesting thoughts and actions from that character. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a throwback to, to you've mentioned it previously, a too horny segment where Willis is introduced to us, the yeah. American character in this. Yeah. And he, by all means, is too horny. Anytime he sees a female character, he has to mention she's cute yeah. and that his goal is to kiss them as soon as possible. Yeah, too horny. Too, too horny. Yuck, 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 yuck. So convoluted title very simple plot yeah essentially willis is in japan yeah um which is how he meets the other digidestin correct there's far less from tai and the original Digi not even Destin. here the original digidestin mm -hmm. are not present at all in this part of the film because they're done they're all throw them away they've the lost the magic <laughs> yeah that's correct with the exception of kari and tk who are two of the younger digidestin Yes, uh, it's similar to like all these magical concepts where it seems like once you grow up, you not that you can't remember, you just stop caring, which yeah. they didn't explain about yeah. Digimon. You've got no time because puberty's hit, baby, and it's mm. time to think about your poorly thought out sexual encounters. Yes, <laughs> yes. So Willis is central to this plot, and I can see why they ham-fisted him into the rest of it, because mm -hmm. a lot actually gets explained about what was happening in the previous movies with Willis's introduction to this plot, because... He's the central piece for everything that's been happening up yep. until now. Yes. There was a lot of Digimon who were introduced and they're always saying, hey, I don't think that is a Digimon. It's a Digimon plus something else. Mm. And that wasn't answered effectively. Yes. But here we have another instance of a Digimon slash virus called Nelson. Uh, Cocomon. Well, it's not. Cocomon has been invaded yes. by the virus, Michael. So yes, correct. Uh, we find out that Willis created... Uh, his own Digimon. That's all he says. He's just like, ah, I created them. Really Whatever. cool, yeah. And then he tries to create a third Digimon, which uh, gets infested with a virus and becomes Diaboramon from our war game. And then that virus somehow escapes Diaboramon and then uh, infests Cocomon. Yes. Perfect American character as well, because all the Digidestin only have one Digi-Egg and one Digimon. Yes. He... Already gets two. Yes. Classic American. That's not enough for him. He needs to create his yeah. own third and capitalize the entire exactly. Digimon world. Consumerism, right? It's uh, it's, yes, it's more, very more, thematic more. for this 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 film, right? He's really representing the American view of how they treat the Digimon franchise. Yes. Num so, num 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 <laughs> num num num. So it cuts to Willis mm. uh, having an altercation with this Digimon who is mm. giving him cryptic messages yeah. and attacking everyone. He's saying, saying "Go back." And yeah, and this message, that's not even that simple at the start. Mm. It, it takes a good 12 encounters almost with mm. this Digimon virus to actually understand, he says, go back to the beginning. Yeah. So cryptic messages, he thinks that means let's go back to Colorado where I know I created this. Yeah, that's where it all started. Yeah, so he starts going back. He tries to be a lone wolf, classic mm. American character. Yeah. The Digidestin agree that they need to follow him. Yes. They all take a trip to America to solve everything. They sure do. Uh, and uh, go back to the proverbial beginning, Michael. Mm. Um but Willis, like you've mentioned, he's a real lone wolf, a real uh, mm -hmm. uh, independent and single contributor alongside, well, him and Terrier Mon. Uh, and yes. in this film, it just seems like he's a bit of a selfish dick. Like the Digidestin are being yeah. nothing but nice to him. They're only trying to encourage him and help yes. him. And he's just being, no, 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 no. Uh, now, in the original Japanese, which I just want to touch on for a bit. Oh, please. This is a really beautiful film. Okay. Um, and a really heavily character-driven piece, and it really is Willis's film. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's a scene where, in this film, 
Willis goes off by himself and he's like, oh God, he's, he's like, oh, everything's shit, boo-hoo-hoo. And Davis yep. runs after him. He's like, come on, cheer up, buddy. Everything's going to be all right. And then he tells him and he's like, yeah, but like my Digimon's like <laughs> invested by a virus and I don't know what I have to do with it, but I, yeah. I think I know what I have to do. And he's like, that's the saddest story I ever heard. Yeah. And this was like, I had the worst problem with this because yeah. that's a very emotional start to a moment. Correct. However, in the movie, he says, Willis says to... Duncan, what's his name again? Davis. 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 So Willis says to Davis, hey, look, it's my problem. Get over it. To which Davis says, yeah, you're right. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. And then wipes his tears clean. They're fine. And off they go to to get ready to confront Kokomon Very jarring. in Colorado. This scene's much longer in the Japanese version. So oh. really, Willis is struggling because he knows what he has to do for this full film. So yes. in the Japanese, all the Digidestin actually disappear and are kidnapped by the virus and taken oh. into, into that kind of, uh, that, that pseudo digital world which we'll get to where they get turned back into kids so there's mm-hmm. a reason for them not being there willis is coming to terms with the fact that he knows he has to kill kokomon yes so he knows the only way to save the other digidestin is to save kokomon yep. davis comes up to him and he's like hey buddy like we're here for you. you don't have to be so dark and so mysterious like what's going on and he explains it to him and davis empathizes with him and goes mm. i couldn't even imagine what it would be like for my partner um to be in that situation and then having to overcome that myself and kill my friend yes like we know this is hard, but we're all here with you. And it's a really beautiful scene. Um, the crying is a lot longer, obviously, yeah. and a lot more emotional. And they come back together. And this is a really important bonding moment for Willis and Davis's characters. Okay. Because this is where they bond. This is where they create the bond that will lead to the final showdown where they team up. Mm. In this film, it's just kind of like Willis like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. And Davis is like, oh, I'm sad for you. And he's like, don't be. And he's like, okay, let's go and be best friends. And off they go to Colorado to fight Kokomon. Yeah, wow. I mean, I can see what you're saying. Like, it sounds like that could easily have been a good movie. However, yeah. that's not the movie we watch because they cut all of that out. Yep, get rid of it. Fuck it off. Yes. We don't have time for emotional development. We need quirky, quick, funny little jokes. Yeah, and then it, it just goes to a play-by-play of, again, lots of Digimon battles, which mm-hmm. are very simple. Yep. Essentially, the whole rules of these Digimon battles are that the protagonists evolve their Digimon as far as they can. Yep. Sadly, it's never enough because the antagonist Digimon can always evolve one step higher and yep. kill them all. Yeah, it turns into an angel rabbit and then a fucking clown demon yes. rabbit. And then eventually, towards the end, uh, it's summed up pretty simply. Yeah. Turns out that when he said go back to the beginning, he wasn't talking about a location, Nelson. No. He was talking about a time. Yes, he certainly was Michael. So... Terriamon, uh, who I don't think we've mentioned, but Terriamon is Willis's Digimon, a cute little mm. rabbit. And Vimon, who I've been working on an impression for, uh, <laughs> is also there. Davis's, oof, ouch, <laughs> uh, Davis's uh, companion Digimon. Uh, they team up to take on Kokomon. They digivolve to their mega levels after Kari and Ta- TK show up out of nowhere and shit out some golden Digi eggs, which they seem to know what they are, but it's never been mentioned even in the series before, Michael, which they explain in the Japanese. But not in this. Uh, yep. That makes sense because I was very disengaged with this. I was like, more toys to sell. Yeah, Good work. Absolutely. And I mean, that's always going to be an element of that regardless yes. of which version we're looking at. Um, but he's too strong. They figure the only way that they can beat him is to get eaten by him. Yes. Um, Willingly. These Digimon, these are new Digimon that yeah. are clearly a completely different concept for this. Yeah. Seems like just ripping off Pokemon wasn't enough for Digimon at this yeah. time. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! is pretty popular. Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's literally <laughs> replicate the Dark Magician yeah. and Dark Magician Girl yeah. and make those beautiful angel Digimon yeah. who are 
clearly adults, yeah. sentient and more intelligent and have more ability to progress the plot than the actual protagonist at Correct. this point, Nelson. But they get fucking like pushed out of there in a second, de-digivolved and gotten yes. rid of, but they've shit out the eggs just in time. Um, mm. Teriamon and uh, Vimon go inside it for some reason. Yes. And they see inside the big uh, evil bunny clown, Kokomon. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's... Pretty chill this time yeah, around. Yeah, he's looking like a real simp, just sitting there, <laughs> real blank expression on his face, and he's, oh, oh, like touching his chest. And he goes, yes. destroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, of course. Uh-huh. We have to destroy the virus. Mm. Michael, Willis quite literally coded a digi-egg. Yes. It's taken them, like, three different battles and getting yeah. eaten willingly by this Digimon mm. to realise that the solution for the problem for the Digimon they know is infested with a virus is to destroy the virus. <laughs> True. Uh, Top notch. <laughs> Top really fucking well done. ten points. It's like going down, and I guess <sighs> to what you said, clearly they were going for a slightly more adult, more um, emotional story beat with this. Yes. However, again, it is a kid's cartoon at the end, so they clearly had to wrap it up with something tangible they could attack mm-hmm. instead of letting it be as symbolic as a sickness. Yeah. 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 So horribly done. Perhaps if we were children, we would have enjoyed this. Did you watch this as a child? Nelson? I did watch it as a child, and Michael, just to cut back, the Japanese version in that moment, what Kokomon's actually saying is he's, he's telling that it's okay that they kill him. So he comes oh. to that point of acceptance. He's like, he's, he's, he understands and he laughs for the first time in the film. And then when they come out after they've destroyed him, Terry Mon's like, Willis, he's happy. He laughed. Well, that's not the movie we watch once again, Nelson. The no. movie we watch, no. they killed the virus. Yeah. For some reason, Coco Mon, I believe it is. Yeah. Coco Pop Bon. Coco um, Bon Bon. Mon. He, he, he just dies. Yeah. They, they destroy the virus. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because that also kills him. Yeah. He disappears for some reason, yeah. as you said in Death Cow. But like I said, this has no consequence, Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, after he dies, no consequences because they come back. Mm. But sometimes, Nelson, yeah. they just happen to be singing a different tune. Oh, what, what, that? what does that mean, Michael? Cut to the end credit oh scene, essentially, God. where... The most shameless... Smash Mouth by... No, sorry, All Star uh-huh. by Smash Mouth is playing in Coco Popmon, is <laughs> singing heavily to it. <laughs> la, 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 la. Yes, and Willis goes, he's tone deaf. That was a, almost Credits. a good gag, but I could not be on the side of this I movie by the of time course, that came. Of course he has to be singing to All Star at the end of the film. What a perfect conclusion to a 2000s animated film. Yes, and audience, I know what you're thinking. That's a really weird thing to insert into an anime all of a sudden, but... Mm, it certainly is, Michael. There was quite a lot of prelude to the fact that All Star was well-placed for this movie because all throughout, there was very fascinating insertions of early 2000s pop-punk classic movie mm. music. Well, there was the official release of uh, Kids in America by Len, I believe it was. They did a cover of it, a really funky early noughties. We're the kids in America! Whoa! Yes. Uh, and that was released uh, in, uh, to coincide with the release of the Digimon movie. That was the official song of the Digimon movie. Wow, yeah. not the rap. No, no <laughs> not the Digi-rap. They, uh, I think they just kept that one to the theatres. Uh, I don't think they wanted to push the audience away. Oh, yeah. And there was MCP a- pod, bud. It's not your fault, man. <laughs> I don't think you wrote this. We're sorry, man. We're sorry that this ruined your career, probably. Yeah, or maybe it was the only thing you've ever done. Either way, also we're true. sorry that that's yeah. what occurred. Yeah. But yeah, and there was just several other very popular songs, maybe five mm. interspersed throughout what was a pretty good soundtrack overall. Yeah, yeah. Just 
mishmashed in. I've got a really important question for you, Nelson. Yeah, yeah, shoot. What happened in the Japanese version? Because I can't imagine this trash music was playing in the Japanese version. What do you think? No, right? No, definitely not. Oh, thank definitely, God. definitely not. And there's also there's so many nice bits in this film. Yeah, in the Japanese one, like Willis when he's uh, when he's by himself speaks in English in the Japanese film because he's American, but when he's with the Digi Destiny speaks in Japanese. Yep. Really nice attention to detail. Um, Terryamon and Kokomon, who are brothers, I don't think we've mentioned it. They're yes. brothers. They fight a ton in this film, right? And it just like Willis just fucking throws Terryamon at him and it's like beat the shit out of him. Mm. Um, in almost or in, in a lot of the fights in the Japanese version, Willis is trying to stop Terryamon from fighting him while Terrymon's trying to protect Willis from getting hurt by Kokomon. Yeah, So there's okay. this really, really tough dichotomy between their relationship where, you know, they're both trying to protect each other um, and trying to protect Kokomon as well, but those, uh, those um, ambitions are at odds. Yes, and I think you can see shadows of that. There are a couple of yeah. statements here and there, but you're right, it's completely stripped back and it loses almost all of the emotional weight, which is really upsetting. Yep. And... I think this kind of sums up the movie. I've got a couple of points I want to talk about. Yeah, but we're yeah, probably yeah. going outside of the plot here. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I think. I think. We, let's go back. Let's. Let's take some broad, overarching observations on this wonderful experience mm. that we've both been through. Do you have anything to say? Because I want to talk about Pokemon versus Digimon, which yes. I'm interested in going into. Yes. You want to just go deep into that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, Pokemon v Digimon, uh, anime mm. wise. Digimon is fundamentally better. Watching through the Digimon, yes. um, the the kids have character, they have development. Yes. Uh, even Ty does in the series, again, not so much in this film. And these standalone films, uh, as they were supposed to be viewed, are really quite good and quite enjoyable. And again, have yep. actual stakes. There's, there's People might die. You, you don't see that in Pokemon very much. Yes. The closest we got was Ash turning into stone, but it's okay because bloody the tears of Pokemon saved him. The power of love, everyone. It overcomes uh, all. God, what a what a great writing crutch that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. Um, I mean, it's beautiful, but come on, be a bit more creative. Um, mm. Look, I, I think it's a matter of the content for Digimon is there. Yep. Pokemon was just better at marketing. It's straight up. They had the got to catch them all. You know, Digimon, True. what do you have for Digimon? Digital monsters, digital champions. Yeah, right. But what does that mean? Like, Nothing. Exactly. Pokemon, got to catch them all. Right. I know what I right. need to do. I need to fucking kill. Like, I have to all buy all those things. toys immediately. Exactly. Merchandising <laughs> is p p part and par for the course when it comes to the Pokemon brand. Yes. So I think it was just, they were doomed from the start. It was just kids were yeah. going to latch on to what was loudest proudest and most colourful. Pikachu versus Argumon. I mean, you look at your two title characters. Pikachu's a yep. cute little thing. Argumon's a fucking dinosaur. Like, misshapen, weirdly misshapen, drawn big dinosaur. old fucking nose. Yeah. yeah. Nobody loves me. You have, you have Thundershock, which is Pikachu's sig signature move, <laughs> versus Pepperfire, uh, I believe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thunderbolt versus uh, Pepper Breath. I think that's really well measured, and I think that... that Saying it that way, it's clear that you're a fan of both series yes. and that you have a very measured approach. Yes. As an outsider, I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and I know exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly why Pokemon's more is. successful. <laughs> Go on, sorry. So, I think that Pokemon did win. It's a clear winner, yeah. and I think it deserved to win. Yeah. However, I don't think it's through efforts of its own. Okay. I think it's through the luxury that, as we know, Pokemon was based heavily 
on a well-developed, mm-hmm. well-built-out battling system within a series of video, video games, games before it became yep. an anime. You're absolutely right. Whereas Digimon started as a Tamagotchi. Slash probably ripping up Pokemon, I like to think. Mm. It's like, how do we turn this Tamagotchi into Pokemon? That's mm, what I think Digimon yeah. was. Yeah, okay, okay. So with Pokemon... Again, the anime, the story is so much worse. Yeah. The characters are less interesting. The way they animate them is more jarring. Everything is worse. Yeah. However, when it comes to the battles, it has so many established rules to pull from yeah. where you see there's changes mm-hmm. and you as the watcher of the anime mm. have a clear lens to put yourself in Ash's shoes because you've been a Pokemon trainer in the video games before and you know the moves he's doing mm. and the techniques he's taking. You know the types yeah. and yeah. how he should approach each battle. Yeah. In Digimon, when you watch the battles, which at the end of the day is what it should be about, but yeah. is its weakest feature. Yep. You just see arbitrary changes happening for reasons you don't understand, mm-hmm. amounting to nothing. Also, every time they get into a fight in the Digimon series, it ruins the mood and because they play a song that goes, Hey Digimon, hey Digimon. <laughs> da, 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 really upbeat and it can be like a really rough, like yes. final climactic battle between like people have died anyway. And look, Michael, you're not wrong. Pokemon is the clear front runner, right? You see yeah. it on the shelves everywhere. I'm not seeing a lot of Digimon your properties. Your shelves in your house, to be specific. I do have a Pokemon shelf, but I'm also working on my Digimon shelf now as well, Michael. I did buy the 20th anniversary uh, Digimon because I'm a fucking child. But that wraps up Ooh. the Digimon 2000 film. Michael, what did you think? Bloody real bad film or real bad film question mark? Definitely a real bad film. Yeah. I have question marks about the Japanese trilogy you mentioned. So yes. I might even watch that in my own time. I think you should at least the third just to just to give it justice just to claw back the disaster of a cut that that was Mm -hmm. agreed Michael real bad film real fucking bad film real shameless corporate money grubbing film (laughs) you're so you're so enraptured by the emotion you feel that you can't even get that sentence out (sighs) I'm glad that you could invite me in to experience the culmination of your childhood joy to see what a pile of trash it has been all along, Nelson. Thank you for bringing me along on that journey. You're so very welcome, Michael. But I do want you to look at some of those other Digimon because there is something here. I promise you there is good here. I've shown you the worst of it to start you. So Mm -hmm. I probably scared you away. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Pitch that sitch. It's time for Pitch That Sitch, everybody. Did you pitch that Digi Sitch? Did you pitch that Digi Sitch? The segment where me and Michael pitch each other sequels uh, or just fucking any related properties, really, for the films <laughs> yeah. we've well, been unrelated watching. Yeah, I mean, mostly. They're always tied in in some We'll use the title at least. Way. Yeah, exactly. Digimon will be in there. Mm. Uh, or maybe not. You know, depends what's going to make us I'm money. I'm pretty linear. Mate. I got it. I yeah. got it. Yeah, all right. Well, in that case, Michael, kick us off. Pitch me that bloody Digi Sitch. Alright, perfect. So, really interesting to hear, Nelson, that we actually do have a reboot of the series because mine is a direct sequel. I'm starting to really toe the line 2022. Wowee, Moogle. And it is a modern series. It's a 2022 series. It's going to be released this year. I think series is right. I don't think Digimon's got the clout to release a film these days. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be the way to bring that thing back from the dead. So... Essentially, this is going to focus on the cast as they are now. Mm -hmm. 
To be honest, when I was thinking about this pitch of the switch, yeah. I was already writing off this movie by the time we got to the third arc. Yeah. So I've completely disregarded that there's new characters <laughs> involved in, in any way. It doesn't matter. You can get rid of Willis. He's he's out of the plot yeah. now. For the purposes of Digimon, he is as well, right? There's a standalone story. Yeah. Either way. And I'm also not including Diamond Dallas Page or whatever his name was. <laughs> <laughs> Davis, yes. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yep. All I'm including is Ty okay. and I guess Sari, who is his love Sora, interest. Yes. Sora. And uh, Will, Matt, and whatever the guy, Izzy, TK, all those guys. Matt, the original Izzy, four, Joe, five, 12. Yep. <laughs> me, me, original seven. But doesn't matter how many of them there are, because it really focuses on Ty mm. and him as an adult yeah. going through the same kind of story and plot lines that he normally would. Now, okay. so essentially, we can't have a black and white antagonist-protagonist scenario in 2022. We're yeah. not about that anymore. Everything's got a lot more shades of grey. You're absolutely right. 50 shades of grey, if you will. Yes, 50 shades of grey. It's Digimon. They want to sell more toys. Mm. So obviously it's 151 shades of gray yeah. so that they can really sell hey. as many shades as I they can to the audience. So many Digimon. Before before Pokemon even hit their first like 151, really? Digimon had so many. Yeah, dude. They just anything, anything mon, robot mon, puppet mon, dingus mon, donkey kong, <laughs> whatever they want, it's got a mon. That's amazing because I can only recall 10 existing and I didn't realize that there was more. That's interesting. No, maybe I'll go back. I won't, audience. Don't. So, Ty, he's an adult. Yeah. There's a new antagonist who comes in to the picture. Mm. There's another Digi destined Ooh. that no one had known about all along. Interesting. He has been watching what has been out unfolding and he doesn't like the way the world works. Mm. So he begins attacking all government bodies across the world. Now, here's the thing, Nelson. Ty has no discernible skills. All he has is the love that he has for his Digimon, mm. which brings them to whatever culmination they need to be brought to right. in order to win the overall okay. battle against the antagonist. So love is really the driving force and power behind these Digimon. If they need a power up, they've got to get powered up with la 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 love. Yeah. And am I wrong in that? That's kind of all Ty does. He does I mean, nothing useful yeah. and then loves enough. That's to any power like them classic up. kind of like shonen style yeah. anime and manga, right? It's all friendship and love is really what conquers all and excuses any other uh, terrible things that are happening in the universe. Yes, and it's I feel like, by love. and you're right, it is a trope. I feel like Digimon is the worst example I've seen, and that's why I want to exploit in this sequel. Mm. So this antagonist Nelson, yeah, he is essentially similar to Black Panther's Killmonger. Okay, interesting. Okay? So he definitely may or may not be doing the wrong thing, but his yeah. motivations are far more clear. Yeah. And unfortunately for Ty, yeah. he also loves his Digimon. So, as Ty begins to battle this antagonist, unfortunately for him, he actually loses because as the battle comes into full culmination, Ty loves his Digimon to get it to where it needs to go to get the upper hand. <laughs> yep. Not physically. Yeah, <laughs> Still a kid show. <laughs> However, unfortunately for him, the new antagonist does the exact same and guess what, everybody? What? He has also been developing skills throughout the way to oh, help his Digimon dear. in a practical sense. Okay. And wins and ultimately oh. changes the world in a way that it's hard to say okay. who was right or wrong. Ty and his Digimon are completely left aside. Yep. And we need to figure out in the next sequel movie mm -hmm. exactly what the outcome is so of this new world order. Uh, look great. Uh, I like it. I like it. I think it's very appropriate. I mean, so often do we see that grey being played with in more modern features. And I think this is very mm. much in tune with the way that Digimon has kind of developed over the years. And it does kind of ask some, some of those questions, you know, um, obviously not to that degree. And Michael, admittedly, Digimon Adventure 2, they do have kind of a Killmonger-esque 
evil bad guy. Um, but interesting oh. you said um, that you're a bad guy. He loves his Digimon. Antagonist. I never said bad. Okay, it's so very the antagonist, Sorry, you're right. The antagonist loves his Digimon. The antagonist in season two also loves his Digimon, but he also beats the shit out of it and abuses it. Yes, well, this is a more wholesome love. But I actually remember watching that. Yeah, yeah, That's a small memory from Digimon. Well, Ken, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, but it, they they retcon it by being like, oh, he was a he. There was a black ring around his wrist, and it made him evil. So he didn't yes, actually the black want to rings, abuse Wormon. All coming back, and yeah. I still don't care. Yeah. yeah, nor should you. Ken also wasn't in this film anyway. Don't matter. Uh, <laughs> good one, Michael. Uh, really good stuff. Yeah, love it. Uh, which takes me to my pitch that sitch, which I'm going to be pitch honest, it, baby, Michael. Uh, I got nothing. Hey, back to um, our old tricks, everybody. Well, I just thought the most representative pitch that sitch was to put about mm-hmm. as much thought and effort into what went into making this film, which is like, <laughs> uh, we'll kind of cut something together or work it out on the day, uh, so long as we make money. We need content, We yeah. need content, right? So, just like this podcast. Michael, this is what, uh, it's probably an hour and 20 minutes. It's a pretty short film, all things considered. Um, mercifully so. Mercifully so. And like thinking back to when I went to the theatres, like that was pretty short runtime, even for that time. Yeah. Um, particularly for how cut together. Especially Lord of the Rings yeah. and, and other films like that coming mm, out at the time. Yeah. Really so stretching it. I'm uh, going to put myself in the shoes of the Saban and Fox producers. I'm going to go back to 2000. Ooh. I'm going to go, you know what? Back to where it all began. I think we can make more money from this. <laughs> We're going to add in uh, a bit of a, uh, uh, like a precursor short okay. to the Digimon film. Precursor okay. to the precursor short. That's correct. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> what's some properties from fucking Fox in 2000? Uh, Angel- Fox X-Men even? X-Men maybe, Marvel. I feel like we're probably... Too good, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's go something a bit more we generic. can't get enough clout um, for that. Uh, do you remember Angela Anaconda? So I was so close to remembering that I was silent to try to finish it off. Okay, well, fine. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was an old Fox show, and they were yep. kind of like kids cut out. It was quite a good show. Mm. Um, but yeah, fuck it. You know that that was a franchise that was around. Let's cross promote that. Yeah. Um, uh, There's uh, a Simpsons couch gag in the Simpsons episode as cross promotion. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, uh, let's say uh, they're going to the movies to see the Digimon movie. Um, oh, and Meta as well. Yeah, yeah, right. So it looks really, Wait, so really it's a precursor to the Digimon movie that involves watching the entirety of the Digimon movie well, in it. I think we see the Digimon movie getting represented, but they're not watching the whole thing because yep. uh, I don't know. There's, there's got to be some sort of like B plot here, or so okay. A plot, I guess. So let's say that taking some threads from the Matrix. Um, I see. <laughs> uh, let's say that somebody sits in front of Angela Anaconda in the okay. theater and she fantasizes about fighting them as a Digimon. Okay. Right. Sure. And then eventually. Yeah, uh, she gets to move seats, and that's the end. <laughs> it's all done. Yeah, just peters out. Yeah, but that way we've cross-promoted Digimon in uh, a Digimon uh, 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 property, sure. and then also just brought in a random other Fox thing that we can also advertise to fatten out the runtime. Yeah, okay, what I love mean? it. Um, poorly informed, mm. convoluted. Yeah, didn't eventuate in anything. Yeah. I think it's the perfect sequel for this movie. Well, uh, uh, Precursor and Michael, uh, it was because this is exactly what played before the Digimon movie in theatres. A 15-minute Angela Anaconda short film where they went to see Digimon at the Digimon movies and this was later repurposed into an individual e- e- episode of Angela Anaconda that they removed all the Digimon references in. Oh, classic. You've done a me to me. I did a bloody moogle to a moogle. Oh, very good. Of course. Digitrix. Horrible. Digitrix. Digitrix. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
sex because I'm a digi fucking dick. I'm sorry, Moogle, but that's the shamelessness that we have experienced today. Hey, no need to be sorry. I think we all know who needs to be sorry when it comes to that being something that Mm. you could tell me happened in the real world. You're absolutely right, Michael. It's Saban Entertainment for making this trash fire. Everyone, thank you so much. Speaking of trash fires, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're back. We're ready for action. Uh, Great to have Michael back as Mm. well. Guys, we're going to be coming at you with so many different properties uh, this year. You better believe there's new properties. Oh, they're going to be coming out the wazoo. And we're going to be doing some modern properties. We saw last week with the Mexican Resurrection. Yes, very good, Nelson, to come back um, a little more close to our old structure. Yeah. Very comfortable. I feel like uh, we've got to tighten it up a bit as per last week's episode. I feel safe today, Michael. I I love how we started our non-spoiler spoiler podcast with a movie that started with a spoiler. Yeah, right? <laughs> the whole fucking thing was a spoiler. Um, but Digi Michael Mon, let's move right along and leave this dirty Digi dog in the dust. <laughs> you dirty Digi dog. You're a dirty Digi dog. Um, <laughs> Michael, um, <laughs> next week, your pick. Uh, freebie. Nothing coming up. What do we got? What are we doing? Yeah, so um, if you look at the release schedule for most movies coming yeah. up, uh, until March, it's pretty dry. We've got one yeah. interesting release in Feb that we'll talk to you guys about yeah. a little bit later. But while things are a bit thinner in the movie front, uh, tomorrow, based on the time of recording January 24th, we actually have third season of Snowpiercer coming out, which I'm a big fan of personally. And I think to celebrate it, we'll have the 2013 movie ah. by the same director... Yes. Snowpiercer, which we'll be covering oh, next week, Nelson. Same director for both. Yeah, he did the series and the movie itself, so it'll be really interesting to see wow. how he felt the difference was, and I'll bring some research about that yeah, coming a very, next A week. very different dichotomy uh, between these two properties, for sure. Mm. Uh, Michael, it looks like this one has some through lines and some uh, consistency with its creative <laughs> direction, which is lovely to see. Uh, excellent. Looking forward to Snowpiercer with Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton. Ooh. Uh, yes, uh, who we may have been familiar with from some more recent films, you know, old um, private USA and lady sources. Lady appropriation. (laughs) Yes, yes, and lady appropriation. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, Check us out on uh, Instagram, at Real Boys. We post them there all the bloody time. If you want to know what happens between our recording sessions, uh, you can go and get updated on our goings and Juicy, juicy goss. So much juicy, juicy goss. Everyone, remember, if you've missed anything in today's podcast, go back to the beginning! And destroy. We'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. So what you're saying is the digital world doesn't work independently of humans inventing computers and code. No, they are they feed off one another, I believe. Right. They're so directly correlated. Digimon have only exist for like ten years. Well, I mean theoretically in this Fuck them. Kill them all. They're not useful. They're just <laughs> causing a lot of trouble and they don't even have a heritage. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're just abominations. Oh dear.